Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad to be with you here today. And don't forget that today's episode of Locked On Islanders is brought to you by Built Bar. I had the mint chocolate cream yesterday before I went on my walk. And well, maybe that's why I improved my time even more. Remember, use the promo code Locked On, it gets you $10 off your first box at www.builtbar.com. We've got a lot to talk about on today's show. We have the latest news about the NHL draft and uh, whether or not they're going to go ahead and schedule that for June. We also have some news uh, about a chance for Islander fans to ask questions of four-time Stanley Cup champion and Hall of Famer Brian Trottier. And we're going to also continue our look back at the greatest moments in Islanders franchise history with uh, a milestone where an Islander player became only the second player in NHL history to reach that milestone. And of course, uh, we'll have this date in Islanders history and get out your brooms. It's a sweeping good time for Islander fans as they swept the Rangers. So lots to discuss If you have something that's on your mind you'd like to share with us, a question, a comment, if you have a a greatest moment in Islanders history that you'd like to suggest that we get to to other topics, uh, feel free to shoot us an email, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com, or you could follow us and contact us via Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. So, let's start with this NHL draft. The league owners had a conference call on Monday, and basically no final decision has been made. A lot of uh, discussion uh, from the Board of Governors. They're expecting to reach a decision either later this week or early next week. Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly saying, We think it's more important to get the right decision than to get a quick decision, according to Pierre Lebrun, and I I think that is absolutely correct. So we will see whether or not they do indeed try to hold the draft in early June. Now, originally, the draft was scheduled to be held at the end of June, but now with the season on hold... Early June is looking possible, and one of the things that is up for discussion 
right now is to go back to the old lottery system that was last used eight years ago in 2012, where only the bottom five teams in the standings would have a chance for the number one overall pick. Now, all the other teams in the lottery can still win it, but they can only move up a maximum of four spots in the draft order. So, look, the top five teams, if we went right now, Detroit has the worst record, then Ottawa. Then Ottawa has uh, another pick from San Jose. The Kings and the Ducks are the bottom five, followed by the Devils, Sabres, Canadians, Blackhawks, and then the Devils via the Arizona Coyotes. So we'll see what happens. But uh, that is one thing that is being seriously discussed as of right now. And look, the that doesn't mean it's a permanent switch. I think it's something they're only considering because of these unusual circumstances. And look, what the NHL does not want to have happen is to have a team win the lottery, get the number one pick, and then also win the Stanley Cup or go on that deep playoff run. It just doesn't look good. And Look, I I think the biggest drawback, more than anything, and this is important for the Islanders, if you think about it, is that if they held the draft in early June before the resumption of the season, it makes it almost impossible to negotiate trades involving players. And look, you know the Islanders have some issues with the cap for next season, and they're going to have to shed some salary. And certainly being able to trade some players with higher salaries, you know, during the draft is one way to take care of that situation and improve uh, the cap situation and, and improve the team over the long haul. But that may not be possible on a day-to-day basis. And if you hold the draft in June, you have speculation, you have a buildup. You have a, a, a made-for-TV draft was in virtual fashion rather than in Montreal. It was originally uh, scheduled to be. And so the network partners, uh, some some programming, some positive news, some attention. And then also because you don't want to hold the draft after uh, the playoffs, when the season may be pushed back because of this whole, you know, delay and the fact that the play is September, uh, you know, having the draft done all minimizes delays in that respect. So we'll see what the league decides to do. It is not an easy situation. There is no perfect answer for sure, but hopefully the league will find a way to make things best. Meanwhile, Islander fans, if you go to the Islanders' official website, you have a chance up until Wednesday at 1 o'clock p.m. New York time to ask questions about the 1980 Stanley Cup run to Hall of Famer Brian Trottier. And Trotz will be answering those questions on the Islanders' website. So please head over there. Make sure you check it out, and if you ever had a question that you were dying to ask Trottier, uh, Brian Trottier, 
he's a great guy. I've interviewed him a number of times, and uh, feel free to to go over to the Islanders' official website and check that out because it is indeed uh, a very good opportunity. And talking about great opportunities, if you ever wanted to have a healthy protein bar that tastes great, I would suggest highly that you check out Built Bar. Built, Built Bars are tasty. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. There are 16 amazing flavors, 8 chocolate and nut flavors, and 8 chocolate and nut-free flavors. So if you have an allergy to nuts, uh, tree nuts, not a problem. They are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. So, you know, other protein bars, they don't taste so good. They don't have a good texture. That's not a problem with Built Bar. I've tried them. I enjoy them very much. Uh, They're really, really tasty and really good for you. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high fiber. For example, there is a flavor, mint brownie, 15 grams of protein, only 110 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Very healthy, very tasty, and really the best protein bar that I have ever tried. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first offer. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so let's go to this date in Islanders history. We take you back to May the 5th, 1981. The Islanders are the defending Stanley Cup champions. They are looking for their second straight Stanley Cup this year, and they are going to Madison Square Garden up three games to none in their NHL semifinal series against the Rangers. Islanders won handily in the first three games, beating the Rangers 5-2 at Game 1 at the Coliseum, 7-3 the final score in favor of the Islanders in Game 2. ...to Madison Square Garden, where the Islanders beat the Rangers 5-1 to take that commanding 3-0 lead in the series, and the Islanders were hoping to get the sweep and close it out at the Garden, in Game 4, Billy Smith is the goaltender again for the Islanders, as he was so often in clutch playoff situations, while the Rangers went with Steve Baker in between the nets, and uh, a big opportunity, who would score first? And, you know, the crowd at Madison Square Garden, always loud, trying to drown out that national anthem as they used to do. And it didn't matter. The Islanders got on the board very quickly to quiet the crowd. John Tanelli, his fifth goal of the playoffs from Bob Nystrom and Wayne Merrick at 1.02, so 62 seconds into the game, one to nothing Islanders. Then the Rangers trouble with penalties. John Hughes of the Rangers called for charging at 13.31. And 15 seconds later, Mike Bossy, his 12th playoffs unassisted, a power play goal, 2-0 Islanders, time of the goal, 13-46. Again, 
the Rangers get into penalty problems. Again, it's John Hughes, this time called for roughing at 16-16, and 55 seconds later, Mike Bossy, his second of the game, 13th of the playoffs, from Brian Trottier at 17-11, and after one period, it's already three to nothing in favor of the Islanders, and the Garden crowd is suddenly quiet. Early in the second period, looked like the Rangers would have a chance to get back into the hockey game. Dennis Potvan called for hooking just 22 seconds into the middle stanza, but instead of the Rangers getting back into it, the Islanders helped put them away. Butch Goring, a shorthanded goal, his fifth of the playoffs, the lone assist to Bob Lorimer at 129. It's 4-0 Islanders. And the Garden was quiet. Now, the Rangers, to their credit, did not quit. Clark Gillies was off for hooking at 13.06, and the Rangers do cash in. Ron Greshner, his fourth of the playoffs, from Chris Katsopoulos and Anders Hedberg at 13.39. And then another penalty, Mike Bossy, a rare penalty for Bossy. He goes off for tripping, and just 11 seconds before the power play expires, Barry Beck, his fifth of the playoffs from Ron Dugay and Steve Vickers at 17:22, and it's a 4-2 hockey game, and you could hear the Garden crowd starting to wonder, hey, maybe, maybe we have got a chance to get back into this hockey game, but the Islanders put it away midway through the third period. Dwayne Sutter, his third, from Billy Carroll at 10:49, and the Islanders end up ousting the Rangers. Final score five to two. Billy Smith, 27 saves to earn the win, and the Islanders advance to the Stanley Cup final for the second straight year. This time to face the Minnesota North Stars. Mike Bossy leading the way with two goals in this one. He was the only Islander with a multiple-point game. As far as plus-minus goes, Bob Lorimer and Gord Lane, the, the, the you know third defense pair, lead all Islanders players with plus-threes. And shots on goal, John Tanelli had five, three shots on goal, for Gord Lane, but at the end of the day, as far as Mike Bossy was concerned, he scored two goals on two shots. Islanders were outshot by a margin of 29 to 23, but they get the job done. They sweep the series and advance to the Stanley Cup Finals. That happened on this date in Islanders history, May 5th, 1981. So we continue our series on the greatest moments in Islanders history, and I'm going to go back and talk right now about what was a very special moment. Uh, It took place back on January 24th, 1981, and that was when Michael Dean Bossy became only the second player in NHL history to score 50 goals in 50 games. And I'll tell you, the only other player to do it before Mike Bossy 
was the immortal Maurice the Rocket Richard, who did it back in 1944-45, which, you know, no no offense to Richard, but that was during World War II when the league, a lot of the players were in the armed forces and weren't actually able to, uh, you know, to, to play during World War II. But, you know, again, there were only six teams back then, so uh, you could argue the other way that Bossy did it uh, after expansion. So either way, Mike Bossy becoming only the second player to do it. And, you know, Bossy came into his 50th game uh, with 48 goals, and the Islanders were hosting the Quebec Nordique at the Nassau Coliseum. And while the Islanders were ahead in the game and looking uh, pretty good, uh, Bossy had been kept off the scoreboard. And it the clock was running down. There were less than five minutes left in the game. And the Islanders were ahead but Bossy had yet to score. Now, Quebec back in those days was not a very good team, but they played a good game on this particular day. They The game was all even at 3-3 three to three after two periods. Two goals by Jacques Richard of Quebec uh, and one by Michel Goulet. The Islanders counted with a goal by Clark Gillies in the first period, and two power play goals by Anders Kaller in the second. So after two periods, all even at 3-3, Anton Stastny puts the Nordique ahead 4-3 with a power play goal at 5:48 of the third period. And all of a sudden, you know, it looks like maybe the Islanders aren't going to get the job done in, in this game, and Bossy again shut out. But Steve Tambellini ties it. He gets a power play goal at 10.09, his 14th. John Tonelli, Stefan Pearson assists. That's at 10.09, all even, 4-4. And that's when Mike Bossy goes to work. And, you know, Bossy going up against Ron Graham, who was the goaltender for Quebec, a former Boston Bruins goaltender. Bossy on the power play. Uh, at this point, again, the game is tied. Michel Goulet was off for tripping, and Bossy, just before the power play expires, six seconds left in the man advantage, Bossy gets his 49th goal of the season from Pearson and Brian Trottier at 15.50. So, four minutes, ten seconds left, and again, one more goal to go. Islanders are already in the lead, so, you know, you might have a shot at an empty netter. Didn't come to that. With a minute 29 left, Bossy beats Graham for his 50th goal from Brian Trottier and John Tonelli. An empty net goal by Trottier with a minute 10 left rounds out the scoring. Bossy actually assisted on that goal. The Islanders win the game 7-4. to four. But more importantly, Mike Bossy, who had a three-point night, had six shots on goal in the game. He ends up becoming the second player in NHL history to get 50 goals in 50 games. By the way, 
John Tonelli had four assists in this game, and Stefan Pearson had five assists in this game, but of course, all overshadowed by the Mike Bossy moment where he got that magical 50th goal. And, you know, the the goal came from the bottom of the left circle with a minute 29 to go. And I, I'll tell you, I have seen a lot of hockey in my day. And Mike Bossy, by far, is the most natural goal scorer I have ever seen. He had a release that was so quick and a shot that was so accurate. And that's what really made him such a dangerous goal scorer. A lot of players have one or the other. Very few players have both. And when you add to that, that Bossy knew exactly where to go to create space, to get open, and to get a shot off, it made him so very dangerous. And look, look at these career numbers. First of all, his best goal-scoring year was actually 1978-79, when he had 69 goals in 80 games. His best point year, 1981-82, 147 points in 80 games, including 64 goals and 83 assists. Bossy never in his career scored less than 50 goals in a season until his final campaign when he had a bad back, was limited to just 63 games, and still scored 38 goals. So, unbelievable numbers that Mike Bossy put up over the course of his career. Again, cut short because of the injuries. 752 career games, 573 career goals, 1,126 career points. And as far as his NHL career was concerned, Mike Bossy never had more than 38 penalty minutes in a season and in 1981-82, Bossy was a plus 69. He was a plus 66 in 83-84, a plus 63 in 1978-79. He also was very, very good in the playoffs. 17 goals in 1981, 1982, and 1983 when the Islanders won their final three cups out of the four straight years. So, you know, that was a magic moment. The Coliseum crowd absolutely erupted. And uh, Jiggs McDonald with a famous call on that goal. And... Yeah, 50 goals in 50 games. This was before Wayne Gretzky obliterated almost every goal record that there was out there. And Bossy, I tell you, he really, really was a special hockey player. And his addition to the Islanders, which came in 1977-78, gave them a weapon that they did not have before then. I mean, Billy Harris and Brian Trottier were bonafide 30 goal scorers. Trotz could even do a little bit better than that, but Trottier was a better playmaker than he was a scorer. Mike Bossy was a pure sniper, and
And I'll tell you something else. The Islanders of this era, the Islanders of right now, need a player like a Mike Bossy, someone to fill that role where any time that guy is on the ice, the opposing defense has to be aware. And, you know, Bossy was that guy. And Bossy wasn't a physical player, but look, Clark Gillies was was his line mate for a good portion of the time he was with the New York Islanders. And that really did make a difference because nobody was going to mess with Bossy as long as Gillies was on the ice. So it really worked out well. And this particular moment, Mike Bossy getting his 50th goal was a magical moment that Islander fans who remember it uh, will never, ever forget. And, uh, you know, if you're too young to have been there back in 1981, uh, go to YouTube, check out the moment. It's a great highlight. And, uh, you know, check out some Mike Bossy footage overall. You want to stay close to the Islanders. You want to, you know, look back at some beautiful goals and some electric uh, goal-scoring ability. Check out some highlights from Mike Bossy from the late 70s and into the mid-80s because he was a special hockey player. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Islanders. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a five-star rating and a review on your podcatcher of choice. That does help other Islander fans find the podcast and helps us grow the Locked On Islanders family. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. We will get through this together. And, of course, let's go Islanders.